0: All righty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, feeling a little bit like uh, Christmas morning here, Wiz, as we really get into the nitty-gritty here. Football is starting officially. First full slate of Sunday games. Super excited for that, Wiz. And we got a lot to talk about today. Wiz, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing well.
1: I'm watching college football. Great game. Oregon upset Ohio State. They were a 15-point underdog and uh, won the game outright, and uh, that's going to go a long way for their resume in terms of making the college football playoffs, but uh, we're going to be talking NFL. We're on the eve of the first Sunday of the year, and that's always exciting. Uh, A game already took place, but... uh, we got our bets to talk about. We got player props and now we're going to go over some free agents that we think might be available in some leagues as well.
0: Yeah. And this is going to be the way we're going to do things this season, uh, sticking to a much tighter uh, structure, uh, especially around the betting, uh, the betting stuff that we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Uh, and we're going to be on top of that. We know that some of the folks out there really want to hear about our thoughts on waiver wires. Some leagues do have two sets of waiver wires a week. People, you know, con- conducting drafts say midweek and, and, and need to shore up their rosters, clean up things, depending if they drafted injured players like a guy like Michael Thomas. And, and yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. So, so let's, let's, let's start with wave of wires, Wiz. And you know we have a, the, the biggest situation that's happened in the NFL uh, really is around what's happened with the Ravens. We know they lost JK Dobbins uh, this week, again, losing two key players, Marcus Peters on defense and Gus Edwards, which really impacted the running back situation for the Ravens, um, Tyson Williams, probably drafted in most every league at this point. If he hasn't been drafted, you better go and get him because I think that's your first opportunity to kind of get a crack at this. But whereas around guys like Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, you know, how are you thinking about this particular situation? Do you think this is kind of Williams' opportunity to kind of grab hold of the job and they'll sprinkle in these other guys? All of those guys, by the way, older guys, much longer in the tooth. Uh, You know, you had a young guy. Actually, I would even consider Edwards to be a particularly young guy, right? Three, four years into his career. Uh, But I think this is a situation where Tyson Williams is the guy that you do want to own. If you're fortunate enough to own that player, that's great. But how do you see it shaking out with the other guys in terms of waiver wires, Wiz?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I have have two different friends who contacted me. They both own Tyson Williams, and they're in full panic mode. One actually was asking me what I I thought about a trade that he was making where he was trading Tyson Williams. And let me be clear about this. In my opinion, Tyson Williams is going to have way more value after Monday night than he has right now. Uh, And – look at the other players in question here. Devontae Freeman, LeVeon Bell, they couldn't latch on to any other teams. Like teams had them in their building and they couldn't even latch on to make anyone's roster or practice squad. It was only when the Ravens got decimated did they latch on to the Ravens practice squad. Latavius Murray is a little bit of a different situation than Freeman and Bell, um where actually, you know, maybe he is more game-ready, but he still is, is, in my view, is going to be nothing more than a handcuff to Tyson Williams. So um, I love Tyson Williams. I love this opportunity for this player. He's one of these guys who had some odd things happen to him in college football, transferred injuries, um, and now he's going to get a chance, and I believe he's going to really make the most of it. So if you have Tyson Williams, I would not sweat it out with any of those guys. Um they're just proving that they, they just have nothing left. I'm not concerned about Le'Veon Bell or Devontae Freeman. Um, and I just believe if you want to go out there and grab Latavius Murray, he's available, let's say, if someone dropped him in your league as a handcuff, then I would say go do that. But uh, I'm not worried about it. And I feel Tyson Williams, like I said, after Monday night, uh, much more valued than even right now.
0: Yeah, and I, and I agree with that as well. I definitely do. The, the Murray one, like you said, definitely more of a financial situation. Uh, I think name names sometimes hold a lot of recognition in terms of the allure that uh Le'Veon Bell once had, and I would say even Devonta Freeman once had. But but those day that's days gone by, water under the bridge, and. Yeah, this is Tyson Williams. Even there was commentary today by Greg Roman talking about Tyson Williams, and I think that's good advice that you've given, uh, as always. The the other situation, was, which I reacted to in in two leagues this week, and Curtis Samuel, we've talked about IR and what it means in the NFL this year, kind of a layover rule from last year where teams are going to put people on IR and it only lasts for three weeks to let their players heal. But I think one guy that benefits from that is Adam Humphreys, a slot guy he has got a good rapport with with, – With uh, Fitzpatrick and I think you know if you're in need of some receiver help depending on the depth of your free agent wires to me Adam Humphreys makes a lot of sense to add Uh, in the absence of Curtis Samuel and if you have some other players that you need to replace let's say you drafted a Mike Thomas and you're looking for a receiver this week he's a guy that I do like I mentioned it yesterday on the podcast but a guy that I would definitely pay attention to for this coming week
1: Yeah, I think uh, the Washington football team has two players that, you know, you should keep an eye on, you know, Adam Humphrey, as you mentioned, Dynami Brown, the rookie from North Carolina as well, figures to be playing a lot in this opening week and a lot in the first few weeks, so I would kind of look the way they use the players um, when they're playing two receiver sets, who's the second receiver, uh, and just really keep your eye on that. and, uh, and, and, And just, you know, but as far as a preemptive pickup, I don't mind either of those two guys um Ryan Fitzpatrick has had some very hot starts so he may have one again uh this year and uh, you know you may want to be part of it so I, I understand the preemptive pickup of Adam Humphreys once you saw that Curtis Samuels gonna be out but uh yeah, I think you could take a stab with either of those two uh players Dynamic Brown or Adam Humphreys and uh they're, they're not bad waiver wire pickups this week.
0: Uh, let me ask you this too Wiz I, I you know I every league has a different setup in terms of the amount of players that are rostered. We've talked about this a lot. I I think standard is somewhere around 16. We play in a league where there's up to 24. Uh, But I think somewhere in that 16 to 24 range uh, is where you're going to find rosters. So there's going to be different looks to waiver wires. Uh, A name that I think might be available in some other leagues as well. and, And given that Latavius Murray has moved on. Uh, I think Tony Jones uh, definitely is a name that should not be on waiver wires if you're looking for some running back help. Uh, so that's one name that I have at running back. Is there anybody else at running back, uh, and, and you can comment on Jones, anybody else at running back that you think might be on waiver wires that people uh, may, may want to give a look at for uh, the start of the season here?
1: Well, you know, Tony Jones is an interesting player because. He is—he runs really hard from Notre Dame, I and mean, he—he's—he's he's one of these guys that when he's on the field, like you could just notice him. He—he he just runs with such authority. But you know, at one point, it was like Tony Jones is going to be now the only handcuff and the main guy to own if you have Alvin Kamara. But I think as this thing has taken a twist and a turn, I think he may start to get some standalone value because I could just see the Saints playing a lot of sets with both Kamara and Jones on the field where they're going to use Kamara out um, as a receiver, um, playing them both, I think makes a lot of sense. So I think Tony Jones once was thought of as the main handcuff guy and value in that regards. If something was to happen to Kamara, but I think as this has gone on and things have developed here with their wide receiver situation, I think Tony Jones is starting to gain some standalone value here, and I'm interested to see how much he plays. In this game, and my guess is it's going to be quite a lot. And you're going to see Kamara um, out going out for uh, you know pass patterns. So uh, I'm liking a lot Tony Jones. Uh, as a player, and now more so as the situation has developed with the Saints.
0: Uh, yeah, I own him in, I think, four or five leagues at this point. So music to my ears, what you're saying. Uh, it, it's funny. I did want to address that the receiver situation uh, with Traquan Smith being out. We know Mike Thomas is out in New Orleans as well. Uh, it, before we go to wide receiver, is there anybody else at running back that you wanted to talk about?
1: No, I really – that that was – I think he's the most interesting guy, and uh, he's probably owned in a fair amount of leagues, but probably not as many as percentages as he should be owned. So Tony Jones is, at this point, my main guy to own uh, way more – valuable, worth a lot more with free agent pickup than any of those Baltimore Raven backups, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and I think, I'm going to say this, Wiz, I feel pretty strongly that someone is going to make some noise in New Orleans from the receiver position, aside from Marquez Calloway. He's going to get a large dose of targets, uh, no question in my mind, in that game against Green Bay, which is, by the way, being played in Jacksonville. Uh, whether it's Little Jordan Humphrey, who's a big guy, by the way, Juwan Johnson, I feel someone is going to make a name for themselves on Sunday uh, that people will be looking at on wave of wires come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week. Uh, I don't know if you have an opinion on on which player that will be, but those are two names that I'm watching. I've I've mentioned Johnson before. It's the first time I mentioned little Jordan Humphrey. Uh, But I think those are two names kind of worth paying attention to as well.
1: I'm going to tell you something, a guy that just has not been talked about at all because he lost a quarterback uh, job to, uh, to, uh, to um, Winston, but I have a feeling that Taysom Hill is going to be used a lot in this offense now, and you're going to see Taysom Hill, Tony Jones, and Kamara all on the field at the same time. And uh, I think he's a guy that is really going to be involved. Uh, Troutman, if he's healthy as well. So it's really interesting to see in the past history, and that's the best prediction of the future. Sean Payton just likes to use a lot of guys. So if you have an idea on one of those same players, by all means, go for it. For me, I just think he's going to be mixing up the personnel. uh, And I just keep coming back to Tony Jones as the guy to really pick up if he's available to, Friesian in the league. The other guys, to me, I'm kind of indifferent on unless you have a view strongly on one of those guys.
0: No, no. but I just think someone's going to make some noise. I don't have a strong enough view. I do have Johnson in one league. I, I haven't done anything with little Jordan Humphrey to this point. I did pick up Taysom Hill in one league. So, uh, yeah, different things that I am watching uh, uh, at the same time. So, uh, Elijah Moore, Wiz, we, we have a lot of Jet fans out there. Uh, Jamison Crowder's not going to play. Keelan Cole banged up. Is he going to kind of I don't think he's drafted in a number of different leagues. Uh, In in the deeper roster leagues, we know he is. But does Elijah Moore make a big sound uh, quickly uh, in his first game as a New York Jet? Yeah, I think
1: he can. I think there's going to be some growing pains when you have a rookie receiver is kind of like the guy that you feel is going to lead the way. Um, probably at this point, the you know the one B, the Corey Davis is one A with a rookie quarterback. So, but yeah, I think Elijah Moore, if he's available in the leagues, is definitely someone to own. The Jets are going to be throwing the ball. Their offense is coming. I'm assuming going to be uh, much more wide open with a, a quarterback that has such a great arm like Zach Wilson. So, yeah, I like Elijah Moore as a pickup with especially with some of the other jet receivers banged up this is an opportunity so yeah i'm, I'm all in on elijah Moore as well and wide receiver and free agent pickups
0: yep that's great uh, any, anybody any other player that you want to speak of before we kind of move on to the gambling side of things here
1: no, I mean, not, not not really. There's some situations. I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but the Michael Gallup situation uh, makes for an interesting situation with the Cowboys who they kind of like playing three wide receivers almost all the time. So we'll have to see how that plays out or if they're going to go to 12 personnel and, uh, and play uh, – and play two tight ends, which they were doing some, you know, against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So we'll have to see how, how that plays out with injuries. But I think for the first week, with the exception of a few guys that we mentioned, it's a really good time to just relax, sit back, watch the personnel that's being used, and then really go after it. Right now I feel it's too much guesswork to invest a lot of your money on free agency.
0: All right. Good stuff, Wiz. I, I think that's great advice. And I and I think that kind of is, is, is a good lead into as we get into the gambling side of things because I think you do want to take a look and, you know, you can have a lot of strong opinions coming into the season about what teams are going to do, but I think you want to sit and kind of watch and you know, kind of bob and weave and and see how things evolve when it comes to the betting seasons. I know, I know there are guys out there for, in in survivor pools where you have to make a decision, uh, on what you're going to bet, uh, for, for a particular game on, or who you're going to take. But I think it is prudent advice to kind of wade into the waters rather than dive into the deep end here. So, uh, so yeah, so let's get into wagers whiz. Let's get into game wagers. Um, I have three for this week, um, and you and, and we're going to be paying very close attention. We're going to p- keep closer track record than we did last year. But uh, uh, how many you, uh, how many games are you looking at this whiz, uh, this week, Wiz, in terms of uh, betting lines?
1: I I love, I love just one game. I'm going to be picking one game this week. Uh, I've been looking at gambling in, in terms of NFL for many 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 years, and when I see a line that is just strikingly hard to me usually that means something is you know just just very rarely do they, do they make a line where they kind of make it easy for the betters and that side wins so there is one line in particular that i had to do a triple take to believe the line and where the game was being played at to to, set, to make sure that that was the line and to me the line that I think is just begging you to bet one side are the Tennessee Titans at home. The overwhelming favorite now with the kind of like banged up Colts to win their division. They're at home against the Arizona Cardinals and they're only a three point favorite. I mean, if someone was asking me in the, beginning of the week, what would the line be on that game? I would have thought five and a half or six, uh, certainly well above a field goal, at least four and a half or five. The line is three, and not only is the line three, but they're making you have to lay 120, six to five, if you're taking Arizona getting the three, and only even money laying the three with the Titans. This game just stinks to high heaven of something wrong with this game. So my pick is going to be the Arizona Cardinals plus three to go into Tennessee and win that game
0: yeah it's it's I did look at that game and it is a weird line I am surprised by it um Tennessee to me is probably a better football team than, than Arizona. Uh, I don't think they have a particularly strong defense. Uh, but they've certainly enhanced themselves offensively. Uh, I was surprised as well. That's not one of the games that I picked, but, uh, you know, I like your logic and your thinking, and uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a good first-week uh, foray for you in, uh, in, in the, on the betting lines. Um, yeah, I
1: think Arizona's going to go in there, and that offense is going to light up the, you know, Tennessee. I, you know, I could see it being a high-scoring game, but, yeah, I like Arizona uh, plus three points at Tennessee. That's my one game of the week and you have three, so go ahead, what do you got?
0: Yeah, so the three I have, one is tomorrow, the other one's Sunday, and the other one's the other one's Sunday night, and the other one is Monday night. So uh, Lions San Fran, um, at Lions Dan Dan Campbell new head coach, uh, new new quarterback Jared Goff, uh San Fran gets their Bodies back in terms of defense. They're a much healthier defense. Uh, I think it's an over-under that, to me, is is a little bit on the high side. Uh, 46 points is the over-under, at least the last time I looked. Uh, I like the under in this game. I see San Fran winning this game something like uh, 24-10, 24-13, somewhere in that vicinity. So I And, and again, normally defenses – uh, are kind of on their heels to start the season. We see a little bit more offensive outbursts to start the season. But I looked at that over-under. It feels a little high to me. If any, if, if I look at this game in any way, shape, or form, I think San Francisco wins this game in dominating fashion. So if the San Fran offense is kind of up and running, I could see something like a 30-10, 30-13 to, 30 to, 10, 30 to 13 win. So I've got the under in the San Fran-Lion game. Uh, let's go to Sunday night. Uh, I think the Chicago Bear offensive line is one of the most fragile groups in the entire league and they're going against one of the most ferocious... Defenders, if not the, I would argue, the most ferocious defender uh, in Aaron Donald. Uh, Minus eight. The Rams are going to make a statement on their season on Sunday night. I think that's a cakewalk for them against the Chicago Bears. And on Monday night, you know what? A lot of stuff going on with the Ravens. I'm not sure they're ready. I think they're going to be pumped up for the first game in Las Vegas. The the Raiders are getting four points. I'm not saying they're going to win. But this is a team that definitely has injuries at the receiver position. We know what's happened at the running back spot. I don't think it's as good a defense. You took Marcus Peters out of there. Now I like the Raiders plus four against the Ravens. Was
1: a very interesting pick. I was looking at the you know the Raiders myself. Um, you know with these injuries, so uh, I didn't take that game, but I, I definitely can understand it. One uh, these question about the Ram game: give give everyone a bonus pick, not really a bonus pick, but just some insight of the game. Do we see the Rams knock out Andy Dalton? Will we see Justin Fields more than just? a handful of gadget plays will justin fields be in that game because the rams have knocked out andy dalton in your opinion
0: no i'm not going to go that far but i think you know and in fact if anything i would say if the game is getting out of hand because that offensive line can't hold off the front seven of the rams that you're going to be less likely to see justin fields thrown to the wolves in this ballgame
1: very nice all right so you have three i have one and uh and let's get the player props in, uh, I believe you were a rock solid three and all on your player props for Thursday Night
0: Football. Yeah, it was a good start, very good start. But you know what? You can't just sit there and uh, pump it up and uh, you know rest on your laurels. Uh, you got to hone in, focus, and get ready for another showdown. And Sunday is that showdown. Uh, I'm happy to, to start, and let's see what happens in week uh, on the first Sunday of the NFL season.
1: Alright, so, uh, I mean, I have, I have two and they're on the same player because I really can't decide if I like the receptions better or yards better. So I'm just going to play them both. Uh, so I'll get mine out of the way and then just leave it to you for yours. Um, see if you could keep that hot streak going. Mine is Brandon Cooks. Uh, over four and a half receptions and over 58 and a half yards receiving. Um, I just think this is going to be a uh, pretty much, a, a, you know, a walk in the park um, in week two of the preseason. The Jags and Saints played their starters, and and that Jags secondary made you know Callaway of the Saints look like Jerry Rice. And I know Brandon Cooks is a lot better of a wide receiver than Marquez Callaway, and um, he's going to get double-digit targets thrown his way. So I'm loving Brandon Cooks over four and a half receptions, over 58 and a half yards receiving against the Jags that's my two for Sunday as far as player props. By the way,
0: Wiz, you love I have to say, you know, I don't know what to make of, I've I've tried to stay pretty clear, I haven't mentioned Jordan Akins yet, of the Houston Texans situation around this offense around Tyrod Taylor, the running game, which one of those three guys is actually going to be the running back to own Uh, they've got an interesting rookie in Nico Collins, Uh, but Brandon Cooks is a player that I don't own in any league, but it seems to me you've kind of been from what I can tell, you've almost kind of made it a point to try and, and get this player uh, and it's someone that I think you're pretty high on for this coming season.
1: I mean it's one of these things where if Deshaun Watson was the quarterback he'd be taken as a top 20 receiver in every draft and I understand by by no means am I saying Tyra Tell is anywhere near in the same ballpark as Deshaun Watson but where he's been devalued because it's not Deshaun Watson a quarterback I think is a mistake that a lot of fantasy owners have made so I've taken advantage of that in my mind at least we'll see what the results are but uh, yeah I just feel like this is a player who's going to get such an enormous target share of the ball's thrown um, that I just feel like I have to play him and I have him uh, in a lot of leagues as well. So we'll see if I'm right and we'll see how it goes between the Jags and Titans. I mean the Jags and Texans. So what say you, how many do you have and uh, you could start reeling them off.
0: Okay. So, so I have, I have six for this week. Um, one, so I have two unders and, and four overs. So, so let's start with, with, with the games that, with the players that I like. Uh, Najee Harris is is a player that uh, has gotten a lot of attention in drafts this year. Uh, He moved up the boards. Fifty nine and a half rushing yards is the line on Najee Harris. I think you see him fed a lot. I don't think the Buffalo Bill offense is necessarily that that outstanding star. Star Latouli is out already in this game. Uh, 59 and a half yards over Najee Harris. I absolutely love that one. Uh, we've talked about James Robinson going against uh, going against Houston. He had big games against them last year. Over 67 and a half yards in that, in that game as well. Lamar Jackson on Monday night with what's happening at running back. Uh, he's played against the Ravens. Uh, sorry, he's played against the Raiders two times in his career. Both times he's rushed for 71 yards. The line is 69 and a half. I think this is a... To me, this is a guy that's going to rush for close to 100 yards in this game, given the setup. I'm not sure how much any of those other guys outside of Tyson Williams is going to play in this ball game. So I, I see big rushing numbers from Lamar Jackson in this ball ballgame. Uh, I love Adam Thielen this season, uh, especially with Irv Smith kind of out of the picture. Over four and a half receptions, Adam Thielen this week. That's another one. And the two unders I like was uh, Matt Ryan, although I think Matt Ryan is going to have a really good year. I think that Eagle game against, against uh, the Falcons this week will be on the higher scoring side of things, but 299 and a half yards passing yards in this game as he's getting used to a new weapon in Kyle Pitts. I think it's a little high for me. I'm going under Matt Ryan, 299 and a half yards and Saquon Barkley. I'm just not sure we're going to get. And to me, the rushing total 84 and a half, given what we've seen seems ridiculously high. So I'm under 84 and a half Saquon Barkley this week against the Denver Broncos.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on the Barkley thing. You know, I didn't take that one, but that one just makes sense. Uh, One, you know, assuming he plays, I doubt the guy's going to get a full workload. Two, I know they're going to throw him the ball a lot if he does play to kind of get him out in open field. Um, So I just don't know if he's going to get the amount of carries to hit the over. So definitely agree with you on the strategy of why. Um, you like the the under uh, for Barkley as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on on most of those picks. Uh, the Robinson one makes all the sense in the world to me. I'm just so concerned. There's a guy who owns James Robinson that Urban Meyer <laughs> uses the player the right way. I just am not sure what we're going to see from Urban Meyer. I'm hoping so. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, see, and see if you can keep that that red-hot streak that you on from Thursday night, uh, carry that over into uh, the weekend.
0: Uh, by speaking, speaking of red-hot streaks, we mentioned uh, McKenna on uh, on Thursday being the only guy that liked the Dallas Cowboys, and, and that line ended up being, uh, what, what was it, 9.5 or 10 going into the game?
1: Yeah, it ended up going off around 9, 9.5, yep.
0: And McKenna's call this week, Wiz, is the right side of the menu. He loves underdogs this week. So, uh you know, if you guys are a believer in uh, McKenna, uh, that that's his call for this week. I figured we would give a shout out to Johnny Matt. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, he definitely uh, was the fourth person. because there are a lot of people uh, who really thought not only was Tampa Bay going to win, but like a big, you know, a big time blowout as well? So uh, we'll 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 see how many underdogs uh, come uh, come rolling in this week.
0: So, boys, let me ask you this: I'm, I, and before we wrap this up, one player, one player who you're excited to see or you're tantalized by or intrigued by for this weekend?
1: I'm interested. Let's uh, trying to narrow it down to one. I'm interested in, in, uh, in, in two players. You can
0: give me two. That's fine. Give me two.
1: I'm interested to see, you know, what the usage is in this in the split in the backfield between Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon. I'm really interested to see Trey Sermon, and I'm wondering if the Patriots are going to put their best corner guy on Jalen Waddle, who I think, out of all the players I've seen in the last five years, has the real chance to become the next Tyree Kill. And I'm interested to see how Jalen Waddle gets out of the gate and what kind of defense the Patriots put on him, if they're going to put their best corner on him, how they're going to defend him. So Jalen Waddle at receiver, Trey Sermon at running back. I'm always interested in seeing the rookies. And these are two guys that I really feel are going to be terrific players in the NFL. How
0: about you? Yeah, so I'll, I'll 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 take two players as well. One who I've spoken about and talked about repeatedly. My ownership is really high in this player, so reputationally, I'm a little concerned uh, about what I see and what we get. But Rondell Moore, how the player is used, you've talked about that. About how is it, are they going to make him uh, usage wise? use the player in the right way so that's that's the one player I would mention and I am just fascinated I cannot wait to see what happens in that Jet Carolina game uh, I've talked about Carolina what I think they're going to do uh, this is our opportunity to see Zach Wilson for the first time uh, new head coach and Robert Saleh new offensive coordinator and Mike LaFleur I'm unbelievably intrigued by both quarterbacks in that game so I would say if you would ask me Things that I'm intrigued by, those are the two things, that, the, the, particularly the Carolina Jet game and Rondell Moore's usage.
1: All right, absolutely. Definitely, uh, I'm always excited about uh, rookies. Rondell Moore has a, a chance to be one of the best flat players in the NFL over the next coming years to see yeah you know, if he's used right and they put him in the right uh spot and try and match him up against linebackers and strong safeties and uh he could really explode if that's the case and uh we'll 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 see how it is. It's definitely always exciting first week of the NFL Sunday
0: alrighty great Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast Wiz thanks as always lots of great stuff from you uh, just a shout out to a couple of guys Joe G you've been particularly uh, helpful uh, in getting this podcast out to the masses and, and supporting us JB as well two guys that uh, have really been firm advocates of this uh, podcast and we appreciate your support Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast we're on Spotify SoundCloud Apple Podcast really excited for tomorrow and we'll talk about the week next week the wrap-ups all that sort of stuff whiz enjoy your sunday you
1: got it